Hey there, folks. Here we are again. My name's Steve Bauer, and this is Steve Bauer's Grateful Dead Podcast. Thanks for stopping in. As I was thinking about what I wanted to do for this next podcast, I was going through, well, what haven't I covered yet? And the first thing that leapt out to me was 1972. And uh, we've covered, you know, 71, 73, and 74. Uh, and so I thought, well, gosh, we should probably get to the 72 business. So I was looking around for shows and I stumbled on this one. It's, uh, not exactly 1972. It's December 4th, 1971 from the felt forum in New York city. And you may think to yourself, well, that sounds a lot like 1971, not 1972. And, and that is, you know, uh, chronologically correct. But, um, I figure if we're going to get into that and we are going to, you know, I'm planning on doing this for a while, we're going to get into, you know, everything. So I think it's worth, uh, you know, just starting kind of at the beginning of, of that era. And last week we talked or listened to, um, a show from April of 71. And that was, you know, um, well, it was without Keith Godshaw was essentially the same band. But uh, Keith joined the band a few months prior to this, and uh, this is basically his second tour uh, with the Dead. Um, I think if you want to hear what they sounded like when he first joined, Dick's Picks number two is a good example of that. Uh, the reason why I stopped on this one is because this is um, essentially the 1972 band, um, and what I mean by that is that Pigpen was back on board. Uh, Pigpen had stopped playing with them after uh, a show in the Bronx in August of 71 uh, for health reasons. And so uh, the band did a, a pretty a tour with, with Keith uh, as the sole keyboard player. Um, and now uh, Pigpen rejoined them on the 1st of uh, December. So this is a couple shows into that tour. Um, this is pre-Donna. Uh, Donna did not join until officially anyway until March of 72 um so i guess this would be depending on your opinion of donna this might be a really sweet spot in in grateful dead uh you know than the grateful dead chronology um obviously there are opinions on on donna and we'll just leave it that on the laying there on the table so but i, I do like um I just like to think about this as like it's the beginning of of that era of you know the early 70s grateful dead and um, Keith is still kind of finding his feet, but he was doing just a really great job. And he was such a, a fine addition to the band as covered last week. You know, they were kind of going through, you know, coming back down to earth and just playing really just a rock and roll band. They were essentially a bar band is kind of what it felt like. And, uh, Keith's piano playing and his sound and all that fit really nicely into that. But when they wanted to, uh, start stretching things out a, a bit again. Um, and I use, you know, a bit is kind of an understatement there, but uh, Keith was more than game and more than willing to go on those adventures as well. So he was really a, a nice addition. Before we get into the music, I do feel like I want to comment a little bit about the state of um, the conversation in our Grateful Dead universe uh, lately. And it's always kind of been... You know, I mean, we know what picky deadheads are, and we've always had opinions. God, Lord knows I've had a few. Um, but I, the level of just vitriol and, I'll say it, negativity that is surrounding these upcoming Fare Thee Well shows, 
um, is really kind of astounding, and it's really kind of bringing out the troll in our scene. And I, oh man, like I, I I've read. I a friend of mine that I work with sums it up. He's like, if there's one phrase or one word that could sum up like all of the just pettiness and kind of meanness of humanity that the, that phrase would be comments or you know internet comments and i the the things that i've read people saying or writing or whatever uh putting out into the universe about the organization and the people that we supposedly love um has really just been i i, I just hang my head sometimes and uh i guess like, if you want to bash on Trey, damn, dude, don't go. You know, don't spend the $200 or whatever. Don't buy the pay-per-view. Don't listen to it. Go listen to whatever it is that you feel like is better. Um, if you want to bash Peter Shapiro, don't go to one of his venues. If you want to bash Phil, give me a break. <laughs> you know, I, I... The bottom line for me is that when Garcia died in 95 and they decided to pack it in, uh, at that time, I, I said to myself, you know, if they ever do anything again, if I ever get to hear Phil Lesh play the bass, I mean, I said at the time, I would, you know, drop everything and drive a few hours just to hear Phil sit on a stool and play the bass for an hour, you know? Um, that would have been gravy. The, the fact that we've gotten 20 more years out of this is astounding. They, I mean, what, and if you, you can call it a cash grab, Jesus, you can call it whatever you want. Everything's a cash grab when it comes right down to it. Do you go to work? Why you do that? Maybe you love what you do. And if you do, congratulations. Most of the people I know go to work because they could use the dough. I, I, you know, the same people I, that, Oh, it's just, this is, this is just, they're just doing it for the money. Yeah. Really? You think, of course they are. Hello. Um, I would hope that, uh, like Bob Weir said recently, like, well, we better be good. Absolutely. I think they're going to give it their all, and I think it's going to be really great. It's like, do, do you go to, who, do people go to professional sporting events? Every single NFL football game that exists ever is a big cash grab on the same scale of these concerts. So can we just cut the crap on that? Man, collegiate football, same deal. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. I'm getting, I'm, I'm drifting off into the weeds a little bit. My point being is that, really, man, people. In case you've forgotten, like in one form or another, yeah, I mean, I realize Garcia is gone. He's been gone for well, put about 20 years now, and it ain't ever gonna be like it was. And the, the reality of the situation is, I don't think it ever was like it was. Um, the dead were always trying to make a buck. You know what I'm saying? They were just failing at it miserably. So, you know, the fact that now that they can sell out Soldier Field and now maybe another stadium in, in, uh, in uh, you know, California, my God, my hat is off to them. I'm, I'm going to go give them, well, <laughs> I'm going to give them my friends money um, gladly because I, that's what I'm in it for, man. I'm in it for the music. I'm in it for the event. And you know what? Here's the other thing is that, and this is despite my, you know, uh, passion uh, in the previous comments, w this is the heavy thought. This is the big thought for me is that these concerts have um, brought relationships 
and people kind of out of the woodwork in my life to come back around to talk about the Grateful Dead again. And that just underscores to me what this thing has meant to me over the last quarter of a century, is that I have talked to people that I haven't talked to, some of them for quite a long time. Um, But the thing that's beautiful about this is that we're talking again um, like it was yesterday. It's like this music and this scene has, it spans decades now in my life. And the result of these guys and their cash grab and all the, you know, business dealings have brought uh, people together, at least, you know, in my world, uh, in a way that might not have happened uh, otherwise. And just to say, hey, are you going? Oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, great. That's great. Maybe I'll see you there. You know, where are you staying? Uh, Can I crash with you? You know, I mean, um, just like the old days, you know. But my, my point is, and I hope that you're getting this is that, God damn it, it's not about, I mean, it may have been back in the day about who was playing guitar because that was kind of a big one. But the point is, is that this thing, it's about the community and it's about the people and it's about being together and it's about working together and kind of being on the same team. Even if it is a dysfunctional clusterfuck of a team, it's still the team. We're still the home team. Get it? My God, if you can't wrap your head around that and put aside, my guy isn't playing, man, please reevaluate that situation. Because what we're dealing with here is uh, so much bigger and so much more important than who might not be playing the licks just exactly perfectly. Okay? Okay. Now, with that being said, let's get on with the music. This is, I don't know, this is maybe not the best show ever, uh, but I think it's interesting. It's kind of fun. This whole run is kind of cool. Pigpen is busting out Christmas tunes, okay? They're, you know, they've welcomed him back, and I think everybody's having a pretty good time, which is great, you know? Um, and we got a couple, uh, a new tune from Pig. We're going to open this set with Mr. Charlie, and then uh, Garcia's going to do Tennessee Jed. And then Pig Pun's going to lay down Run Rudolph Run, which is a Chuck Berry Christmas tune. Then we're going to do a little Cumberland Blues. And then here's where it gets, uh, I don't know, this is kind of, it's funny. I know over the years there were a few, especially in this era, uh, a few other one, me and my uncle, other one sandwiches. Well, this is a, (laughs) it's me and my uncle into the other one. Uh, and that's, you know, it's about 17 minutes of other one. And then that slides into one of, to an early Mexicali blues, uh, back into the other one and then into an early wharf rat. And so, um, and then I will finish that off with Johnny be good. I, I really like, uh, that s- sequence of music. It's kind of goofy. The other one gets sufficiently weird. Um, but I mean, they pull warrior starts playing Mexicali blues. It's a train wreck, but it's kind of fun. And as an aside, I think this Mexicali Blues may be the only time that I've ever heard maracas in The Grateful Dead. It sounds like Pig is playing maracas, so there's that. Um, Anyway, I'm glad to play this, and we're going to get into 72 later, uh, but I thought I'd just play this uh, for the sake of saying, hey, here's the band that's going to take us into the next era of The Grateful Dead. So with that, here we go, folks. Uh, Grateful Dead. December 4th, 1971, when they felt forum in New York, New York.
Marcus started winning. Got boys got sore. One of them I called him, and then two more. Accused him of cheating. Well, oh no, it couldn't be. I know my uncle, he's as honest as me. You know what? I'm as honest as a man can be. That's me. One of them cowboys, he starts to draw. And I shot him down, Lord. He never saw. Shot me another. Well, that damn it won't go. Oh. In the confusion, my uncle grabbed the gold. I tail it down to Mexico Out of those cowboys I'm with a goat Love my uncle God rest his soul He taught me good luck Taught me all I know Taught me so well Well I grabbed that gold And I left his dead ass there by the side of the road
queso in my hand, watching flies and children on the street. That's a glimpse of black-eyed girls who giggle when I smile. There's a little boy that wants to shine my feet. Three days ride from Bakersfield, and I don't know why I came. I guess I can't keep from paying dues. Just 14 and a damn good case of the Mexicali blues. Yeah, is there anything a man don't stand to lose when the devil wants to take it all away? Still, it's where he thoughts and he did not get body food. And she was fresh in town I didn't know stage line and compel She had a raven hair, a ruffled dress A necklace made of gold All the French perfume you'd care to smell She took me up into her room Whispered in my ear Go on, my friend, do anything it should Now I'm paying for those happy hours I spent there in her arms With a lifetime's worth of the Mexican blue yeah, is there anything a man don't stand for? When the devil wants to take it all away, tell us why lots of people died to body blues. Just thinking and thinking are all I have today. Jean was waving when he came He told me he would take her If I didn't use my gun I'd have no one but myself to blame I Went down to those dusty streets Blood was on my mind I guess that stranger hadn't heard the news Cause I shot first to kill him Lord, he didn't even draw And he made me trade the gallows For the Mexican blue Hold him in her hand Just might find yourself out there On horseback in the dark Just riding and running across those desert sand
really feel So I came across an empty space They trembled and exploded Like the bus stop in his place The bus come by and I got on That's when it all began There was Calmonil at the wheel The bus to never ever land Coming, coming Coming around, coming around, coming around, coming around, coming
go, Johnny, go, 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 Johnny B. On behalf of the new writers and the Grateful Dead, ciao. Nice little outro there by Bill Graham, which I left in kind of intentionally.
just because, you know, a little historical perspective, it's my understanding that uh, Bill Graham took a fair amount of heat from us over the years for, you know, providing us a really excellent environment in which to see a concert. Let's just try and keep that in mind as we're, you know, going to one of Mr. Shapiro's events today. I, uh, I want to state also, and God, I feel like I'm being kind of, oh, fuck it, I'm going to say it. It's like, folks, I'm not, uh, I'm not playing the best shows ever on this podcast. Those are already out there. Uh, these are just things that I like and that are interesting and it's just my, it's my podcast. So I'm playing the shows that I want to play. If you want to hear quote the best, they are certainly out there. Uh, go dig out your five, eight and your three twenty nine ninety and all that. I've heard it all. Um, and I love all those shows. Uh, part of the reason why I don't play them is because a, you've probably already heard them. B, most of them have been officially released at this point, and I'm trying to kind of stay away from that stuff. So this is uh, an opportunity for me to play shows that I was at that I dig or just stuff that I've heard over the years that I've really liked and that I think other people will like as well. I do always welcome comments and criticisms and concerns and, hey, I dig that, but what about this sort of thing? Um, But uh, uh, please keep that in mind, you know. as you're listening to the shows so this, it's just one night, man. You know, it took me a long time to get that. I to get that, like, all this is, is a snapshot of history. And it's a chance to kind of peek open the, the curtains, um, and go into the Wayback machine and see what was happening, um, in New York on, in December of 71. And that's, uh, you know, why I'm doing this. So if this show isn't your particular cup of tea, sorry, you know, <laughs> we'll try it again next week. Um, I did notice on this, I couldn't figure out what the noise was on, and I hope maybe you noticed it, maybe you didn't, but if you listen on the, I figured it out. I think there was a clamp or something a little loose on Billy's bass drum. Cause I hear it every time he kicks the drum, there's a little click, you know, whatever it's uh, warts and all right. Anyway, speaking of, please contact me if you, you know, want to talk about any of the things that we're talking about. My email address is negdpodcast at gmail.com. Also on Facebook at negdpodcast and uh, Twitter at negdpodcast. Please stop in and say hi. Please follow. That'd be great. Spread the word. Um, Again, I'm doing this for fun and for free for the moment. Um, And if that's the way it stays, that's the way it stays. But I dig it and uh, I I like that people are listening to it. So um, with that... Thanks for tuning in, folks, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.